Facebook, please watch the live stream on the SFGov TV YouTube channel. Please keep yourself on mute and turn off your video feed. Members of the press, please submit your questions through the chat box to DEM Press Q&A. Please type your name, news outlet, and question exactly as you would like it to be read. Please also indicate if you need a response in Chinese or in Spanish. Each outlet is allowed to submit a maximum of two questions. If you submit more than two questions, we will ask you to prioritize which two questions you wish to ask. Speakers will be limited to answering questions about the health ordinance. We will begin addressing questions after the last speaker's remarks. Please submit your questions prior to the end of the last speaker's remarks. The order of speakers today is Dr. Jeannie Lee, followed by Dr. Katherine James. And with that, I'd like to turn it over to Dr. Jeannie Lee. Thank you. Hi, I'm Jeannie Lee. I'm a pediatrician with the San Francisco Department of Public Health, uh, working on the school guidance. Uh, just to give some background, schools are still closed according to the San Francisco Health Orders. And uh, we are sharing this preliminary guidance because we know schools need to plan ahead for safely resuming in-person attendance if and when San Francisco Health Officer allows schools to open. The good news is that we have learned a tremendous amount in the last few months about COVID-19, both about how it affects children and teens and about how it's transmitted and what's effective in preventing spread of COVID-19. We know that the risk of serious COVID-19 illness is very low for school-age students. And also evidence indicates that children, especially those under 10, are less likely to be infected with uh, COVID-19 and probably less likely to transmit it. The risk increases with age, so for high school students, they are probably closer to adults in that risk, and middle school students are somewhere in between. Um, in addition, we know what's been working well to prevent COVID-19 spread in our child cares and summer camps, um, both locally and nationally. Uh, and so the principles in the school guidance are very similar to what we've been successfully using in those settings. The public health guidance was drawn from the best science available to us at this time. It will continue to evolve as we learn more about COVID-19 as well as how it affects children and adolescents. Uh, so you can consider it an, an iterative process, this, this guidance. It was developed by the San Francisco Department of Public Health with extensive input from SFUSD, the uh, Catholic schools and the independent private schools in San Francisco. It's informed by guidelines from a variety of sources, including the Centers for Disease Control, California Department of Public Health. We also refer to guidance from uh, Harvard School of Public Health and the American Academy of Pediatrics. We hope that schools will be able to use the guidance as a tool to apply the public health principles in their operational decisions around reopening. Uh, it's designed so schools can coordinate and layer various age-appropriate site-specific interventions to protect their students, staff, and families. Um, a quick overview of some things we've included in the guidance. We emphasize preventing transmission of COVID-19 via respiratory droplets, especially transmission between adults, which we know is a greater risk. Uh, using physical distancing, universal face coverings, and other interventions, and um, generally feel that this is more important than frequent cleaning and disinfection. And that's because coronavirus is relatively easy to kill. Most disinfectants are uh, effective, and frequent hand washing 
uh, breaks the spread of transmission. We recommend that student, student cohorts be as small as possible, but no larger than standard classroom size in elementary schools. Cohorts can be larger than a classroom size in middle schools and high schools. We also recommend staggered schedules in schools to prevent the mixing of cohorts, for example, in hallways at lunchtime, at arrival, at dismissal. Um, finally, these guidelines are about how to keep teachers, staff, and students as safe as possible in schools, but safely reopening schools needs to be a community effort. Even though children's risk is lower than adults, children do get COVID-19 and they do give it to others. So families have a big part to play in taking precautions at home and in keeping the school community safe because the most common way children get infected with COVID-19 is from an adult in their home. As a community, we all have a responsibility to minimize gatherings, wear face coverings consistently, wash our hands frequently, and practice social distancing, as well as staying home and away from other people when we're ill. Students can do their part with their stables, cohorts, physical distancing, universal face coverings, and uh, maximizing the use of outdoor space. But if COVID-19 spreads too rapidly in our city, that may not be enough for them to be able to open safely. We all have a huge debt of gratitude to all of the teachers and school staff for serving on the front lines. And we owe it to them to do our part, to do everything we can to keep students, teachers, and staff as safe as possible in the schools. So I think this is where I open it up for questions. Thank you, Dr. Lee. So at this point, uh, we will start receiving questions uh, via our Zoom chat. Uh, please submit all your questions to the DEM uh, press Q&A host. Uh, and then our, our colleague here, Cassidy Waterstein, will ask the questions uh, to Dr. Lee. We also today have Dr. Uh, Feng here uh, to help answer any questions uh, in Chinese. And also uh, Dr. James will join us at 2 p.m. We're just uh, in the process of receiving questions right now, Dr. Lee. Our first question is from the SF Examiner. How will, how will the city's overall response aid schools with hygienic supplies and nurses needed according to the guidelines should they bring students back? I'm sorry, can you repeat that question? Uh, yes. How will the city's overall response aid schools with hygienic supplies and nurses needed according to the guidelines should they bring students back? Okay, so again, we are relying on the schools to, just, to communicate um, what they need to open in person and the resources that they need. So it's hard for us to speak for the schools in terms of the support that they need, but certainly we are committed to supporting our schools. Thank you. 
Thank you. Um, our next question, um, if Dr. Feng, if you could please um, respond to this one in Chinese. Can you tell us a little bit more about what kind of extracurricular activities are allowed at this point? Actually, Dr. Feng can explain it and I, I can also support in Chinese too. Uh, Dr. Feng, please unmute. Dr. Fang, please unmute. Uh, the host is muted all participants. Okay, I'm ready. Oh, here. here. Okay, uh, thank you. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I'm Dr. Richard Fang. I'm one of the physicians on the Department of Public Health, and the question is related to um, extracurricular activities. So, uh, so, this is an important question, and this is something that all schools are trying to figure out right now. Um, we're having, we're, we're trying to rely on the science available and trying to figure out which extracurricular activities are safe and which ones are, um, are not as safe to do at the moment. We are able to draw upon our experience from uh, summer camps and um, child cares to, uh, to inform this decision. Um, it's difficult to try to categorize specific activities, but I think in general, I can speak to general principles that we've been applying to whether uh, to consider extra cookers as um, something that is safe or not. So in general, activities that can be performed outdoors are, uh, for example, um, like outdoor uh, exercising, outdoor drills, for example, would be considered safer than uh, activities that are performed indoors. In addition, all activities would be safer of if they can maintain social distancing. So in general activities that involve close contact, touching are, are uh, less safe. And so it is very possible that activities that we do allow will have to be uh, modified to adhere to principles of social distancing. Uh, they should be performed outdoors as possible. Um, and um, if possible, they should be performed by uh, within, within the cohort so as to prevent uh, large gatherings of people. Great, uh, Dr. Feng, I will translate into Cantonese. Come on, Fungi 那種類主要看一下活動是否是室內或室外的活動的 
，減低我哋學生同其他嘅班次或者其他嘅小組咧互相接觸，咁咧就可以誒減低我哋嗰個誒傳染率。咁但係我哋都誒講到咧，因為誒小童咧啊怕有呢個窒息咧，所以誒有誒要睇下情況，睇佢幾時適合戴呢個面罩或者口罩嘅。Um, and Dr. Lee would also like to respond to that question. So, Dr. Lee, if you'd like to provide additional information. Um, yes. So, um, to echo what Dr. Feng said, that we have certain principles that we've used in um, our guidance on extracurricular activities. And the ones that, um, the specifics we can say is that chorus is a very high risk activity because it involves the production of respiratory droplets. And we've seen that. Um, that a large group of adults uh, was infected with COVID-19 during a, a group singing practice. So we are recommending against chorus and for the same reason against uh, wind instruments such as woodwinds and brass. Other instruments like percussion and string instruments that don't involve the production of uh, respiratory droplets are okay. A lot of people have questions about competitive sports and I think it's safe to say that at this point in time, we are not recommending uh, sports that involve people being within six time, feet of each other. In Spanish. Oh, sorry. Um, and we, because of the emphasis of, on keeping people in cohorts, in stable groups, and keeping groups from mixing, we are probably not going to recommend um, interscholastic competitions in the near future. Great. Let me provide a translation in Cantonese, and uh, Leo will also summarize in Spanish for our press. 刚才咧，阿李医生讲咧，就话诶，关乎到我哋诶传染咧，就系、是、喺音乐堂咧，用呢啲诶，譬如诶歌唱或者呢个诶唱歌班咧，因为佢会有呢个诶呼吸咧，同埋呢个诶呢个喷活咧出去咧，所以都系唔鼓励呢个 chorus 嗰个唱歌班嘅。咁啊，第二咧就系有关用呢个音乐咧，诶，即系 musical instrument 咧，因为佢亦都会有传播或者传染呢个喷活。可能會帶菌嘅，所以暫時嚟講咧，喺我哋嘅指引咧，都唔鼓勵呢個音樂堂。啊，第三咧就係關於 intercollegiate sports 啊，或者 interscholastic sports 咧，即係嗰啲比賽嚟講咧，因為有身體嘅接觸啊，或者有嗰、那個誒、呃，我哋用嗰、那個誒誒波啊、球啊，啊或者啲誒、呃、身體嘅接觸，都可能會有呢個傳播。所以喺嗰方面咧，我哋誒暫時嚟講咧，啊按照嘅指引都係唔鼓勵誒呢啲嘅。And I'll pass it on to Leo. Uh, en este momento están uh, tomando la evidencia que tenemos uh, con uh, programas extracurriculares de la escuela, como al uh, coro, donde cuando cantan los estudiantes pueden pasar los, uh, el virus con la saliva. Uh, entonces eso es algo que ahorita están evitando para que no se siga propagando la, uh, el virus entre los estudiantes. Igual con los instrumentos y, y banda, porque cuando usan los instrumentos como trompetas o como clarinetes, uh, también se está usando uh, saliva para que puedan uh, producir el sonido. Uh, en este momento también estamos evitando uh, competencias entre escuelas, 
porque es cuando las, los estudiantes están uh, mezclando con otras escuelas y estamos tratando de evitar que eso uh, siga propagando el virus. Thank you, Leo. And Dr. Lee, um, we also have a request to repeat the portion where you spoke about competitive sports as the audio got interrupted. I'm sorry, the audio got interrupted on the competitive sports. Yes, so if you could repeat the portion um, where you discuss competitive sports. Okay, so uh, competitive sports have a certain specific risk factors. Um, and the main one is that uh, you're allowing cohorts of different students to mix and that promotes the spread of infection. So our rules are that people shouldn't be doing active exercise within six feet of each other, because again, the deep inhalation and deep exhalation may be an increased risk for infection. And also uh, we don't want competitive sports happening between different cohorts of students. And so that's why we're unlikely to recommend interscholastic sports for those sports that require students to be within six feet of each other in the near future. Thank you, Dr. Lee. And Leo will be translating that into Spanish. En este momento estamos evitando las competencias entre escuelas. Uh, la razón es uh, que estamos evitando la, um, el, la mezcla de diferentes estudiantes de diferentes escuelas. Uh, también en eso um, hay mucho ejercicio que se está haciendo en, en esas competencias y uh, estamos tratando de que uh, si, seguimos, si sigamos la, lo, el, la distancia, el distanciamiento social, perdón, um, porque cuando uno está haciendo ejercicio está respirando fuerte y es donde se pueden... Uh, desparramar lo, los, uh, el virus con otros estudiantes de diferentes escuelas. Thank you, Leo. Um, an additional question for Dr. Lee from the SF Examiner. How many hours of the school day are these ongoing precautions anticipated to take up? That depends on how the schools implement them. Um, so it's very hard to say because so much depends on how the schools are going to operationalize them. Thank you, Dr. Lee. That is all the questions that we have received in English. Dr. Catherine James will be joining us at two o'clock to speak um, in Spanish. So if you would like to stay on the line um, and wait for Dr. James, then she will be here in approximately 10 minutes. And thank you very much, Dr. Lee, um, for speaking today and taking questions and also to Victor and Leo for translating so far. And in the interim, uh, if we have other outlets that wish to have anything uh, addition in uh, Chinese uh, until uh, Dr. James joins, uh, please submit your questions on the chat and we are happy to uh, have Dr. Feng answer any questions and I will translate. Um, and Dr. Lee, we just received one more question. Um, the question is, if a student lives with high-risk people, will the student be required to physically attend school? Again, that is going to be a decision for the schools to make in their um, 
in how they operationalize this guidance. Um, the only thing we say about students and medical conditions is that the school should not automatically exclude a student because they have diabetes, asthma, or another medical condition, that they should allow the student's medical care team and family decide whether in-person attendance would be indicated. Um, beyond that, uh, we leave it to the schools. Thank you, Dr. Lee. And it looks like we have um, a couple more questions coming in. Um, so Mel Baker with the San Francisco Public Press, is there a timeline in which the city and SFUSD will decide if it is safe to reopen based on the number of cases? Is there a date um, in which the Department of Public Health will make a final decision on the nature of schools opening? Uh, we don't have a timeline and um, a lot will depend on what we see with community transmission in the coming weeks. And again, the decision that the decision DPH will make is whether it is safe for schools to reopen with these recommended interventions in place. The decision for specific schools or specific school systems to reopen um, to in-person attendance is going to um, probably be based on other factors like do they have the resources to implement these interventions? When will those resources be available? But it's two separate sets of decisions. I hope that makes sense. Thank you, Dr. Lee. Our next question is from Kathy Novak, excuse me, at KCBS. Um, and the question is what preparations teachers should be making and if those preparations will differ depending on the ages of the students they're teaching? Um, so I, I just want to say that we, we put a lot on our teachers and it's not really on individual teachers to make preparations for the schools to be safe. I think that is on the school systems or the school administrations themselves because it really has to be a coordinated, layered uh, a set of interventions at the school level. And um, that is beyond the power of a single teacher to make it safe because of the multiple interventions that need to be implemented. Um, so that's, that would be my, my main message. Thank you, Dr. Lee. And we have a request um, for a translation to Chinese. So Victor will be translating your response for us. Do you mind reading the question? Uh, yes, so the question again is what preparations teachers should be making and if those preparations will differ depending on the ages of the students they're teaching. Okay, Ba 
我哋都係、呃、要再、呃、相關去、呃、探討一下嘅。Um, and Dr. Lee, I understand that you have further information you'd like to provide. If you'd like to do that, and then Victor can provide translation. Thank you.、Um, so, in terms of different interventions at the school level for different age groups, they will differ. For example, we know that for our very youngest children, physical distancing for the entire day is very tough, not practical for social, socio-emotional learning,、um, and Uh, just very difficult to enforce for an entire school day. We also know that our youngest students are the probably the lowest risk for COVID-19 infection and、um, the lowest risk group to spread it. So for that group, that、um, uh, our guidance says that we want to prioritize stable cohorts as well as universal masking at this age. So universal face coverings. For our older students who are more able to physically distance,、um, and、um, for whom that's a more realistic expectation,、uh, then we would emphasize that we'll emphasize, and then by emphasizing that,、um, that allows for a little more overlap in cohorts、uh, safely. Um, and again, at this age, we want to continue to emphasize the universal face coverings for everybody as much as possible.、Uh, we do recognize that the risks to staff and teachers are going to vary a bit by age, and probably the teachers of our youngest students are going to be at the lowest risk of being infected by their students versus our high school teachers. But we also know that the risk of adult-to-adult -adult transmission probably trumps all of that.、Uh, that based on what we see locally and nationally,、um, in other settings with children, that、uh, staff or more adults are more likely to be the ones in schools who have the confirmed COVID-19 case, and adult-to-adult -adult transmission, staff-to-staff -staff transmission. Is has been more likely than child to staff transmission. So at all of these ages, we are really trying to focus on preventing staff to staff transmission and spread between staff at any given school, and that's emphasized in our guidance. Thank you, Dr. Lee. 我用廣東話翻譯一下。咁剛才咧，阿李醫生講到咧，就係、是、呢個身心健康對我哋啲小學生咧，如果要長期社交距離咧，係比較難嘅。咁但係因為我哋見到而家嘅數據，小學生或者、呃、年齡比較細嘅同學咧，佢哋嗰個染病率同埋傳播咧，都係較為低嘅。按照我啲數據，所以誒喺、呃、現現時情況咧，我哋係鼓勵佢哋要有呢個強制性嘅、呃、戴面罩或者、呃、掩蓋呢個口鼻啦。同埋咧就啊，佢哋嘅小制班次咧，就希望佢哋唔會同其他誒嘅班咧誒有接觸或者撈埋啲其他學生嗰度。咁如果講到誒中學生或者高中生咧，佢哋嗰個傳播率或者傳病嗰個可能性咧，就較為高啲。按照我哋而家見到個數據，咁但係最關鍵咧，誒唔係話呢個學生同老師嗰度，係由老師同老師大人與大人之間。
嗰個誒傳播率咧係比較誒誒，我哋擔心咧，所以我哋而家誒希望可以同校區咧作出即係 teacher to teacher 老師至老師之間點樣誒防止呢個誒呢個新冠肺炎嘅傳播嘅。咁誒誒同埋咧，如果喺誒高啲嘅班次咧，我哋可以誒可能有多少少嘅接觸，但係佢亦都可以誒，佢哋係需要遵守呢個社交距離啦，啊勤洗手啦，同埋呢個誒呢個戴面罩嘅。Uh, and then at this point, I will uh, also let Leo say it in Spanish. Uh, en este momento hemos visto que las intervenciones sí van a ser diferentes uh, en los diferentes en los las diferentes edades de los estudiantes. Uh, los niños más pequeños uh, sería muy difícil uh, tratar de practicar el distanciamiento social por la, el efecto que va a tomar uh, en la, las emociones de los niños. Y sería muy difícil porque, uh, bueno, los niños uh, necesitan ese tipo de, um, de instrucción. Uh, pero también sabemos que los niños más jóvenes uh, tienen me menos riesgo de, uh, de infectarse con el, uh, con el virus y también tienen menos riesgo en pasárselo a un adulto. Um, con este grupo uh, te tendríamos un grupo más estable y también estaríamos uh, recomendando las mascarillas o el cubrebocas o universal. En los estudiantes más uh, grandes uh, también tenemos que uh, ser un poquito más um, selective con los grupos que se están mezclando. Uh, también es menos riesgo que estos estudiantes le pasen la, el virus a los, uh, a los maestros. El problema que estamos viendo eh, o que queremos evitar es la propagación del virus entre los maestros porque um, uh, es más contagioso de adulto a adulto que los muchachos más jóvenes a los adultos. Um, también estamos practicando um, las mascarillas o cubrebocas universal para tratar de evitar la propagación del virus en, esto, en estos grupos. Um, So, el, el enfoque sería uh, que pre, prevengamos el contagio de personal de la escuela o los maestros a otros maestros de la escuela. Next question is from uh, Crystal Liang from Skylink TV. Will all teachers be tested before physically going back to school or do you recommend such a measure for the teachers? And, uh, request for a Chinese response. So either Dr. Feng or Dr. Liu can uh, take the question. Thank you. Okay. So testing is available to all SFUSD teachers and employees, regardless of whether they live in San Francisco or not, because we consider them to be um, uh, essential workers and because they work for the city and county of San Francisco. Uh, and uh, uh, the Get Tested website um, can uh, tell people where to get tested. So we are not currently requiring schools to have teachers or students be tested. Uh, and that is because testing only tells you whether a person is infected at a certain point in time. They could have a negative test and the next day be infected. Um, so unless uh, a school system is willing to do something similar to what we've done in our nursing homes and long-term care facilities where we're going in and testing everybody every several weeks, um, that it's 
not thought to be as useful an intervention. That said, we absolutely want to make sure that our school staff and teachers have access to testing and can get tested if they would like to, whether or not they have symptoms. Thank you, Dr. Lee. 剛才李醫生說到就是在有關老師或者先生在我們聯校區甚至乎在我們三藩市全部都是屬於我們機要的工作人員所以他們可以跟我們市府的 在他當時檢測那天,那個時間,是否呈陰性或者陽性 Uh, en este momento, uh, la prueba está disponible a todos los trabajadores esenciales, uh, aunque vivan uh, en San Francisco o no. Uh, son considerados uh, empleados de la ciudad, entonces uh, sí estamos, uh, sí pueden ir a, a, a tomar la prueba si, si es que uh, sienten que lo necesitan. Um, pueden entrar al sitio de web, Get Tested, um, para hacer una cita o ver dónde están disponibles lo, las pruebas. Ahorita no es re recomendación o no, no es requisito, porque eh, la prueba nomás enseña ese momento uh, si la persona ha, ha, eh, tiene, eh, está infectada con el virus. Um, entonces, el día siguiente de hacerse la prueba se pueden infectar. Um, pero si sí queremos uh, en, hacer un énfasis que los maestros de la escuela tienen acceso a tomarse la prueba si tienen síntomas o no. Well, uh, at this point, um, I think Dr. James might be wrapping up her meeting. Um, are there any final words that Dr. Lee or Dr. Feng would like to chime in? Oh, Dr. James just joined. Uh, we will uh, have to unmute. Dr. James, welcome. Uh, thank you for joining us. Sure. Thanks we've, for having uh, me. Yeah, we've uh, actually uh, answered a lot of questions already. Um, but is there anything in particular you would like to um, present to our uh, Spanish-speaking community, Latin, Latinx community, directly in Spanish? Uh, you have the floor. Thank you. Um, I think we were just talking about um, schools reopening and um, where we are right now, our current state um, of infections in the city. Um, do you want me to go ahead in Spanish then? Yes, um, please okay. go ahead in Spanish. Thank you. Okay. Muy buenas tardes. Hola, James. Mucho gusto. Hoy estamos para ponernos al día con donde estamos ahora en nuestra ciudad en cuanto al reabrir. Más negocios y uh, más actividades y últimamente las, las escuelas, ¿verdad? Um, entonces, han escuchado a lo mejor que en este momento los casos en California y también en el área de la Bahía y en San Francisco están subiendo. 
Por lo tanto, ayer el, la alcaldesa y el director de salud público um, anunciaron que estamos, no vamos a seguir avanzando por el momento. Um, no vamos a poder abrir los bares afuera ni tampoco restaurantes para comer adentro. Um, tenemos que aguantarnos donde estamos. ¿Por qué? Porque los casos han, han venido subiendo. Hace tres semanas está, está, anotamos 172 casos en la semana. Hace dos semanas aumentaron a 278. Y en la semana pasada, 402. Así que los casos van subiendo y por eso lo más seguro es aguantarnos y no reabrir más, más actividades para nuestro público en este momento. Um, también estamos, entonces seguimos viendo cada semana cómo estamos. Lo, lo positivo es que estamos realizando muchas pruebas. Estamos un promedio de 1,700 semanales de pruebas de coronavirus en, en San Francisco, lo cual nos uh, permite detectar enseguida uh, nuevos casos y seguir los contactos, ¿verdad? Para poder controlar mejor en la comunidad. Pero en este momento no está controlado el virus, está, está uh, circulando bastante aún más. Um, y por eso siempre tenemos que regresar a las medidas que bien conocemos. Las tres M's, ¿verdad? Que es la máscara, cubrir la boca y la, y la nariz en público. Las manos, lavarnos las manos cada vez que tocamos algo y no tocar la cara. Y también mantener la distancia, los seis pies o dos metros entre personas. Entonces, siempre tomando estas medidas, podemos seguir uh, viendo cómo prevenir más contagio en nuestra comunidad. ¿no? Esa es la meta. Uh, la otra cosa que está, estaba hablando la doctora Lee, um, la pediatra que está en la llamada hoy, es uh, los pasos que están tomando para poder reabrir las escuelas y que han hecho conjuntamente con um, los líderes del de la, del distrito de San Francisco, las escuelas privadas, independientes y católicas, un plan de, de poder ir preparando las escuelas para poder reabrir en, cuando, cuando es seguro de hacerlo, ¿verdad? Porque en este momento todavía, como hemos visto, los casos van subiendo y en este momento todavía no estamos preparados para reabrir. Pero, como dijo la doctora, las escuelas, los distritos están haciendo los preparativos necesarios para cuando haya menos virus circulando en la comunidad, sea posible reabrir las escuelas. ¿Qué otra cosa queremos conversar hoy día? ¿Hay algo más? En este momento queremos dar la oportunidad uh, de que nos uh, contesten las preguntas en español. Uh, si tienen una pregunta, por favor, uh, mándenla por el Zoom para que la doctora James nos pueda contestar. Well, uh... 
if we have no other questions from our press, we want to thank all our uh, press partners and uh, we want to thank all our doctors from DPH for being here today. Um, thank you very much. I hope that uh, this uh, you had an opportunity to record and we'll be sending out the uh, link very soon. Uh, I'll repeat in Chinese. Thank Muchísimas gracias por estar con nosotros ahora. Uh, agarramos mucha información y uh, vamos a repartir el link de esta grabación, uh, uh, aunque también le dimos la oportunidad de grabar esta conferencia. Um, y uh, mu muchísimas gracias por estar con nosotros. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.